Hello, Pilot's Guide passengers. This is me, John. And uh, before we get into this week's show, I just wanted to take a short minute and do a little introductory promo cutting that I'm working with a couple uh, podcasts for the month of September. Before we get into the show, you will be hearing promos for the show. Do you guys want takeout? And the Drive With Us podcast. So we will get right into those right now. Hey guys, just want to take a second to shout out the Do You Guys Want Takeout podcast. It is a casual comedy podcast hosted by Will and Gabe. Featuring the occasional friend where each week the group gets together to chat about all things under the sun. Pop culture, memes, current events, all sorts of things. And finishing it off with a Mad Lib. It's got a little bit of something for everybody, and there's sure as hell plenty of laughs to go around. What's really neat and really cool about it is that you feel like you're there with them, enjoying a nice meal. So, if you're a fan of takeout or casual comedy, take a second and check out the Do You Guys Want Takeout podcast, available on all podcast platforms. Commute are plaguing our world. But not anymore. Two sisters, Bogni and Piranji, have taken it upon themselves to combat this problem with the Drive With Us podcast. Join them every Thursday as they test each other's knowledge. So you thought you were done with school, but you're not. You're still getting graded. And guess what? We suck. Discover revelations. Touche, isn't it? Like, yeah, it wasn't mean. A shatoosh. So you know how shahs are the kings? They have a shatoosh. <laughs> a royal touche. And just plain weirdness. Bop it is like that one Indian game that we used to play where you would all sit in a circle. No, one person would sit in a circle. Wait, wait. <laughs> how can one person sit in a circle? So what are you waiting for? Go to drivewithuspodcast.com to get your free weekly dose of anti-boredom and help us save the commutes of the world. Drive with us podcast. Learn a little, laugh a lot. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Pilot's Guide podcast. I know I said last week that we were going to be watching Veronica Mars and that I was going to be here with good old boy Sean, but uh, he's following up on his education. He's a bit busy now, uh, just starting school, so the little guy's going off to do big things, so I'm going to uh, take a week off for him so that I can get another guest in, and I am joined today by Anthony. Anthony, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah? Yeah. It's a good thing for Sean. Good thing for Sean. Good thing for Sean. He's all grown up. He's all grown up. My little baby, my baby boy. Uh, We have a thing when the the guests come on the pod, they say that they're like coming for Sean's job. Do you you see yourself as coming for Sean's job? No. Nice. No. I'm I'm coming for Angelo's job. Coming for Angelo's job. You watch, Angelo. You watch. You better watch out. (laughs) So here at the Pilot's Guide podcast, we watch uh, streaming service original television shows, generally from Netflix hulu amazon disney when that happens youtube espn plus uh ESPN all, the, plus. <laughs> all the all the good stuff 30 for 30 and uh this week we uh, upon anthony's suggestion 
uh, dip the show's toe into HBO. We have not crossed over into the premium channel stuff yet, but this will be our first dip into HBO. Anthony, what show did we watch this week? The Righteous Gemstones. So do you want to tell the audience a little bit about the Sure. Righteous so Righteous Gemstones, it premiered, I guess, three weeks ago, roughly. So, yeah. It's relatively recent. Um, you may have seen some advertisements on it. Uh, they started advertising a few months ago, but uh, kind of came up a little bit out of the blue. Mm-hmm. It's about a televangelist family. Yeah. It's a Danny McBride show. So you kind of, when you say mm-hmm. that name, you kind of know what you're getting, getting yourself into a little <laughs> exactly. bit. Exactly. So it's a comedy, like a dramatic comedy, of course. So first episode is uh, just pretty much your typical intro- introductory to the family, introductory mm-hmm. to everyone involved. And uh, the, the, the soft open uh, was in China as, uh, oh, yeah. as, as all, as all good uh, televangelists like to, like to start their naturally. Yeah. Naturally. So uh, that was an interesting, interesting soft open that then goes right into your meet every one of the characters. They all come oh, home. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. fly in on the plane. Mm-hmm. I'll stop you there. Sure, how yeah. about, how about, so yeah, just in this before we before we get into the meat oh, yeah, and potatoes yeah, sure, yeah, of the show, yeah. you know, should we? Do you want to lay out like just the family, the family ties? Tree? I get let, like let's talk about a little bit about the family tree because I think that's the most complicated part yeah. of the show. So let's let's start with that. What do we got? We got we have Eli Papa who's Bear, the big head played by uh, John Goodman, good old John our, Goodman, our good man, a good man, and he has two sons and a daughter. Yes. So Jesse's Danny McBride's character. Yes. And then there's he was the oldest of the family. The oldest of the yeah the oldest son. And then there's is it Calvin or Kelvin? Kelvin. Kelvin played by Adam Devine uh, from Pitch Perfect and other A lot things of, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The funny man, funny boy. Um, and the sister. Uh, What's oh, her God. name? What was her name? I forget her name. J- uh, Judy. Judy. I think it was Judy. Played okay. by, I want to say, she was played by actress. that woman from SNL. Uh, from SNL? I think she was from SNL. I'm going to look her up. Okay. And then Jesse has a little bit more of an extension of his family because he's got kids um, and a wife. Yes. I forget the wife's name. The uh, kids, I don't even think they, they, they might not have mentioned it. Yeah. But uh, the kids' names are from the Bible. Yep, naturally. Uh, you got the youngest is Abraham. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm not sure if Pontius is the oldest. I probably isn't. He's probably the middle child. And yeah. Gideon's probably the oldest. Mm-hmm. But we don't know because we haven't met Gideon yet. This is true. This is Gideon, true. Gideon is, ran away. Gideon ran away. Uh, he he wasn't liking the, uh, the whole televangelist lifestyle. And uh, similar to... Pontius, which we'll talk a little bit more about later. Pontius is basically just a shit kid, and uh, Pontius man, he's he's Pontius. They're a little too literal with these uh, names. Yeah, they, that they are. I can confirm uh, she was not from SNL. SNL. I thought it was somebody else, but uh, Judy is played by Edie Patterson. Edie Patterson. I don't know what else she's from, but she just looked familiar to me, and I was I was wrong. So I'll you're one of a kind, Edie. Don't don't you're, you, you're just, you don't you look familiar, but you're one of a kind. Don't. You're a gemstone, or no. as your brothers and father you are say, a no, you're not not, not really. <laughs> uh, your your uh, your fiance definitely isn't. Yes, yeah, so BJ was that BJ. BJ so she's she's got a fiance. It's kind of a goober. Kind of a goober, which is better than what everyone else is, but you know, right, right. <laughs> And then, and then there's the, the mom who's passed away. Yes. Previously, at some point, it, it feels as though it was kind of recent because they're. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, being the the husband, 
yeah. Eli is very, very like upset about it. Oh yeah, and like it's he talks about it all the time, which could it could be recent, could be a while, but I, f- I just kind of feel like it's relatively recent. Right, right. Um, although we've seen no in- indicator that she just passed. Yeah, no, uh, no flashbacks in the show aside from Eli watching, watching yeah. uh, an old video with him and his wife doing televangelist stuff. Oh, yeah, so that's good. And aside then, from that, then there's like the there's the character that manages the financials. I think I his, don't remember I his. I believe name. his name is Martin. Martin. A, a he's a he's a black man. Yeah. And yeah, he's just the, he's just the financial. And head. then there's also um, Adam Devine's character, Kelvin. His uh, yes friend uh, friend lover. Uh, we'll maybe find out. Um, but maybe we probably won't. Um, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Who's a turn Satanist? <laughs> very flamboyant, yeah, but also very like yeah. secretive. I yeah. guess oh, it's yeah, just yeah. just very much in his very off. About things. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, the family feels that way about him too. Yeah, yeah, but they they say he's like the pride and joy of the family because they turned a Satanist from he's got a big six 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 tattoo on his chest. chest, you know, you know. But that's basically the the family landscape of this multi billion dollar televangelist family oh yeah so now that we've laid that out for you i'm gonna do what i always do here at pilot's guide and i'll set a timer for my guest and i will give you two minutes to uh and the music will start playing talk yeah the music's gonna play <laughs> uh angelo put stage. that put that little jingle in there i've got it set all right whenever you are ready you may hit start on that do it, my man. All right. So I might have jumped the gun earlier, but like I said, they had the kind of a soft cold open. Not like really. I mean, they were still doing their thing. It started off in China uh, with a massive baptism and uh, shenanigans ensue as brothers will be brothers, which I, f- I feel like is going to be a massive theme of the show is uh, Jesse and Kelvin getting into it. Big brother, little brother thing. And Tidal Wave starts all that, and then they just jump right back to home. Just a quick little side bit there they get home they each go their separate homes all in the same massive compound park amusement park religious center thing massive compound and they all have their separate mansions there they all live separately including the father um so there's like three mansions four three man i guess the, the daughter might have a mansion we didn't really get a look at how big that one was mm-hmm. Um, but they all went their separate ways. You get introduced to all their families, all their other situations. At first, it kind of seems like a weird, wholesome thing. Like they're just like, oh yeah, they're they have normal family life. They got they got kids, and then of course, um, you, things take a turn when you get to Jesse's family, as Jesse is Danny McBride, and uh, he's kissing his son's goodnight as a normal father would before him and his one son get into a little tussle uh, hmm. about religion and. And such forth. And then, of course, good old Jesse gets a text from a random unknown number, which I first thought was going to be, like, uh, another woman. I I thought I jumped straight to that conclusion that she just got his number or something like that. But no, they have a video of him doing cocaine (laughs) and chilling with hookers and threatened him. And uh, they gave him a ransom, not a ransom, a a blackmail of a million dollars. They need to pay a million dollars. Otherwise, they're going public with the video, which would bring down the family and all that. Mm -hmm. And you go on to see the relationships of the father with the sons. And you see what a normal Sunday looks like for them and all that. It it, it, uh, escalates over to about the last... Closing thought. Closing thought. Okay, so closing thought real quick is they... uh, 
it gives a good look at the family and, and life, family lifestyle. Oh yeah, and then uh, shows the the problems everywhere. Oh, yeah. oh whether yeah. it be over family dinner, mm-hmm. whether it be over you know the shady business of tele televangelists. Yeah, and then you know it, it concludes with it with a nice little bang. If oh. you want to, uh, yes, I, I, pick up I, I will. I will happily <laughs> fill in. Uh, I'm gonna got my timer set and I'm off. So, uh, like Anthony said, Jesse's blackmailed, and this is the main driving factor in the show. Uh, he's trying to figure out how to get this million dollars to, uh, like, he goes and meets the the blackmailer in in a abandoned parking lot and it's like this guy in a devil mask in like a red van and he says you're gonna pay me a million dollars by sunday or i'm gonna leak the video uh so there's all this internal conflict he tries to go to kelvin to help him uh kelvin doesn't want to help him because he's kind of a good boy but like kind of a bad boy it's weird um and there's this thing going on with eli eli being the head of this religious center he sort of wants to consume the other church's congregations so there's these four pastors that come to meet him and they talk about hey uh can you just sort of back off like we want to let our congregations do what they're going to do and eli puts his foot down and says i'm basically going to swallow them up into my body um and then uh jesse who sees that his dad is in the conflict with this man that um who I'll, we'll talk about a little bit more later. Jesse thinks that one of the pastors is the person that is blackmailing him. So Jesse and some of his friends try to go and catch the pastor by surprise. Uh, one of the friends gets shot. And <laughs> then everything just sort of spirals out of control. On Sunday, uh, Jesse is unable to come up with the money uh, until he talks with Judy, who has money on the side her and Kelvin and Judy, or her and Kelvin and Jesse, they all go together in the van. They meet the bad devil man. They drop the money. Devil man comes out of the car and then they subsequently beat the shit out of him, run him over. And then his friend gets out of the van. I'm going to, I'm going to keep going a little bit. Uh, the friend gets out of the van and they run him over too. And in the ba- all the time in the background, it's like gemstones. <laughs> and it's, it's they got like a little theme song, and now they've killed two people. The gemstones. And there's a video out there, and they're kind of bad, and everything is just going to to shit, all in one nice sixty minute package. Oh yeah. Yeah, it got it got wild there. But yeah. You, you you said it exactly right when you were like. You thought I thought it was going to be a weird wholesome thing. I was yeah. like, "This is not as crazy as you expect." As I, I thought, like from the top, we were going to see like dark dealings no, yeah. within the first couple minutes. But no, it, it it eased you into it. Yeah, they ease you into it big time. So, is there any is there any scene or two or three that you want to expand a little bit more on that you would really like to talk about? Yeah. So there's a. Uh... I feel like there's two different sides mm. going on right now. So mm. there's the, the weird political aspect of this in the terms yeah. of not like actual politics, but in terms of church politics, like yeah. with Eli taking over the churches mm-hmm. and like you get that feeling that obviously there's going to be a clash there, especially when you see, I guess his name was Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. What do they call something? Him? Johnny could... something was the one pastor from like the other area that his church is being taken over. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you see how Eli operates and like how he's kind of ruthless 
and uh, I enjoy like how he's just so smooth, and it seems like the people are all for him too. I love how like the people yeah. are buying into this oh, the yeah. entire way. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, the people that go to the the sermons or whatever you would call them at at the church yeah. center because yeah. it's not a church. It's yeah. just I mean, a if you've stadium. Ever, if you've ever seen like yeah, it's a, a televangelist. televangelist. Yeah. It's just a it, yeah. It's a massive. It's a massive stadium. It could be like a there's like I don't know like seventy thousand seats or something. Yeah, it's, like it's massive, massive. Yeah, and uh, so the scene that's in particular that I'm thinking of is actually after that. It's when they're in the um, restaurant. Jason's. Jason's was the name of the restaurant. <laughs> Jason's. Um, and they walk in and like they're all getting like googled at by like all the patrons mm-hmm. of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all like, "Oh my god, it's the gemstones." People taking videos, taking of them, videos of pictures. them, and then they, the, then the pastors confront them. And Eli says, "We're good." Or uh, I think Jesse actually confronts them first. Yeah. Jesse says something because Jesse, of course, is in the middle of his drug scandal <laughs> yep. thing, pretty deep. So you know, he's like, feels like they're probably coming after him when really they're coming after Eli and the and right the church. They're not have any involvement with mm-hmm. what's going on there. And I think that's pretty obvious for most folks. Yeah, except Jesse. Except Jesse, because he's Danny McBride. Danny, you know, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's perfect. But I think that scene is a good mix of the two. Kind of like you can kind of see the. Like, I mean, yeah, you don't know all the details yet, but you kind of see the inner workings of each of the characters' motivations, especially once they go upstairs and they start yelling at each other and oh, yeah. just shout exposition at each other. Oh, Gideon yeah. ran away, all that mm-hmm. good stuff. So that, I think that's a great scene uh, just in whole, just the whole restaurant scene, because I feel like if you're if the show continues, they're going to be coming back there a lot since they say they go there every Sunday for lunch. That's a good point. Like, that's, that's a place. Like, it's they didn't have much time in the pilot mm-hmm. itself. Yeah, you had the dinner scene, which yeah. that could have taken place anywhere in theory, though. But, like, I feel like that place, just, like, seeing how the patrons reacted, how people met them there because they knew they went there. Yeah. And they all yeah. they all ate there. And I feel like that was a good scene, a good intertwinement of the two sides of the story. It's like a, t- it's like a little uh, little tinderbox. Like, I could totally see if they keep going there that, like, a big secret is shared or something along the lines is revealed to the family and there's like a co- definitely like a verbal confrontation between somebody everybody at that dinner was just going off on each oh, other yeah. they're like throwing rolls and it's not like they weren't like fist fighting or anything i think the worst thing that happened was uh bj judy's fiance got yeah. hit in the nose and he just had plastic and surgery. he just had plastic <laughs> surgery because of course he needs and to look like a gemstone he needs to look like a gemstone that's like a pretty they're apparently they're they're pretty i mean yeah. Adam Devine's all right. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the rest of them, you know, they're just, you know, just, what you'd expect. Exactly. Good old Southern family. Yeah, I, th- I want to unpack. There's another scene. So, yeah, th- this Johnny, Johnny Seasons, they call Seasons, him. Seasons, that's that, what it that is. Was Seasons. It. He's, the, he's the, the rival pastor that Jesse so confidently thinks. The rival pastor. Is, is, the, is the blackmailer. <laughs> and there's this scene after Kelvin and Jesse go at, go at each other. They're in the bathroom of the restaurant and uh, Jesse tells Kelvin, like, I'm going to go after him. I'm going to go get Johnny Seasons and, like, prove that he's not going to mess with the gemstones. And he pulls out, like, this self-defense keychain. <laughs> like, they I said a word for it. I had never heard of I that thing before. It was like a... It's like a blunt shank. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, it was like a, it was like a little, yeah, a little metal rod. Yeah. Which, it's important at the end of the episode. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, but it's just like, it's not a gun or like a nope, knife. Nope. It's just a self-defense keychain. 
and that's what they're going to use Jesse and his friends they're to go. They're wholesome people. They don't want to... <laughs> right. They, they're not trying to kill a guy. No, yeah. They're just trying to, you know, beat him down a little bit to let it... to have him explain, oh, yeah, I'm sorry I blackmailed you. And that's like when I, I said pretty quickly in my in my review that somebody gets shot. Do you want to yeah. unpack that scene a little that bit? That scene, okay. So when they go to the Johnny Season's house, because mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, it's not them, it's Jesse and his friends. So I don't know, remember any of the friends' names. Just, yeah. But I think one of them was, was Chad. Th- yeah, Chad was the gun that got shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they, they had a scene earlier that they, like, all came down, and th- all his friends were the ones that were with him when he was doing all the cocaine and all that, so they have, they're in the videos too, yeah. and they're, like, naked, so, you know, mm-hmm. kind of would be scandalous if that video came out for them as well, for them and their, their families. Right. So they obviously have tug-along to help him out with this endeavor, <laughs> yes. and, you know, they all... They said a prayer, put their ski masks on, <laughs> went up to the house, just kind of walked, like, not yep. sneakily at all. Like, nope. the wife totally could have saw them because she was walking around inside while Johnny was being a good boy and doing some carpentry in the, yep, in making the shed. making a chair. Um, to, which, which, I love the ominous music to it, too, because it's, oh, yeah. it's just, like, uh-huh. not unsettling, but, like, the music is uh-huh. purposely unsettling just because it's it's a weird situation. You see these four, these five guys in ski masks, and you're like, oh, some some real bad stuff could go down, but yeah, no, yeah, they yeah. just so, have little metal holes. Yeah, they have all those little metal things, and they, they realize that he's probably in the shed because they saw the wife inside, mm-hmm. and that the shed light was on, right. but the door's kind of open. Cracked open. Cracked yeah. open. So they decide, oh, well, let's go see what's going on here. And then they they just stand out front of the shed. <laughs> yeah. Like, they don't even, like, think of a plan or anything. They're mm-hmm. just, like, kind of trying to look in, and they're whispering to each other, yeah. which, of course, the pastor inside the shed's now, like, I hear these, I hear people outside. He's concerned. Mm-hmm. He shuts off the light and grabs a shotgun, mm-hmm. which he conveniently has in his shed. Oh, yeah. And fires into the crowd and uh, <laughs> hits poor Chad. Poor Chad, right in the gut. Right in the gut. He's got a big belly, though, so he's probably going to be all right. Probably absorb. We don't know. We don't know. They but, took uh, him to a hospital. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't think they did, though. Like, I thought they said, didn't they say, can we take him to the hospital? And he was they like, s- no. They said, can you take him to the hospital? And he's like... And Jesse, this is, they're in like a, like a mini mart parking lot after they ran away from, no, yeah, they just, from just Johnny some random place. It's like 930. It's not like that late because they purposely mm-hmm. went before the drop later on, which was supposed to be at 10. Right. So right. like, it's not that late in the night and they're just kind of chilling in a mini mart parking lot with a dude bleeding out. Yeah. He's bleeding out. There's like <laughs> cops driving they're down just the street. They just drive by. Just don't even see him. Uh, and yeah, I think the other friends say like, can we take him to a hospital? And I think Jess- Jesse said no. I thought he said like. Do whatever the hell. I don't uh, need to okay. tell you what to do or all the like time that. or something yeah, yeah, stupid yeah. like that. Yeah, because he he didn't go with them. He stayed behind. Right. right. So uh, maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. But uh, but yeah, the pastor then walks outside and finds the good old shank yeah, yep. on the ground covered and in a little bit of blood. A little, little pile of blood. And he says, what? Like, what's what? going, what's yeah, going on here? He's just confused. Um, so I assume, I, although I think the pastor is, has the wherewithal to think it might be something tied in with the gemstones because probably just the way he like he kind of understands what's going on but i don't know here's the thing like any logical person wouldn't go if you're just going to be a bigger company and just swallow a smaller company you're not going to go shoot up the smaller company or try to jump (laughs) the smaller company Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. before you swallow them like it just doesn't quite make sense but maybe he has that inclination i don't know he 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 definitely knows that eli is kind of crooked in that yeah he just wants to dominate 
But Eli is not the kind of guy I don't think to just go and. Yeah, no, I don't think he would suspect. <laughs> We're not saying that Eli's a good guy, but no, he's not the kind of guy to go like and try to rob you. <laughs> this is true. This is true. So, uh, what else? Then there's of course the the final scene. Yeah, let, let's 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 do that. Get, let the cat out of the bag a little. At bit. At the here. very least, yeah. So previously to the final scene, uh, Kelvin didn't want to help mm-hmm. Jesse at right. all. Um, so uh, Jesse was dejected after his friend got shot. Yep. He doesn't have the money, and Calvin goes and tells his sister about the whole ordeal because they try to keep it from her. Because you know it's a good old evangelical family that mm-hmm. believe women can't really do very much. Like yeah. they ask for permission to talk at the dinner table. Wild stuff. Um, but like they've pretty much she's been forced to become the secretary for the family. So she's always like upset because she wants to be involved, but they don't mm-hmm. let her be involved. Mm-hmm. And so, Calvin goes and tells her, and she's, uh, like, this is, he's so dumb, let him go do his own thing. And then Jesse calls Calvin, screaming, saying someone got shot and all that. <laughs> and, of course, uh, Judy hears it and takes the phone and says, mm-hmm. I can help. Yeah. Which kind of comes out of left field a little bit, but I like it. Because I feel like oh, yeah. she's the smartest one, clearly. Yeah. But I feel like she's got a lot of tricks up her sleeve. Because when you go, they snuck back into the church center, and she had... Uh, Hundreds of thousands of dollars hiding in the children's classroom yep. for Sunday school. <laughs> yep, yep. Just in the air vent. Just in the air vent. And she just moved it, boom, took it out. They went and they did the drop. And then the drop is where the, the meat and potatoes That's is. That's where the meat and potatoes is. And uh, they, they show up and it's, it's of course, elongated by Danny McBride's, like, not understanding how this kind of situation <laughs> would work. Right. Like, he's, like, he just gets out of the car, he tells everyone else to stay in the car, and he grabs the money, and just walks halfway there, and then they're like, no, there's people in the car, get out of the car. <laughs> and he turns around, walks back, he's, like, very, like, they, uh-huh. they were shot in a way from, like, above, so you can see, like, how long it's yeah. taking him to do all that in a comedic fashion. Yeah. yeah. So they do that, and everyone comes out, and they say, can you come around and bring the money to the back of the van? Mm-hmm. And then this time, Jesse... No, does the right thing, actually. You're not supposed to go around the back because you might get shot. Right. You don't know who's going to be in the back of that van. So he said, we're just going to leave it here, uh, and can you come get it? And Mm -hmm. so, of course, this is part of his plan to get them to come there so he can stab him, I guess you would say. With the little self-defense. With the little (laughs) self-defense blunt shank thing. Uh, Just kind of hits him, like, uh, to knock him down. He's not, like incapacitated in mm. any sense but like he's out of action after after of course he handed over the flash drive yes yeah i forgot Which to mention that jesse didn't know what it was what it was of course thumb drive what's that um and, and well and and it was interesting that you know jesse has you know surprising clarity of mind to ask well what is there another copy no and right yeah the devil guy says there might be <laughs> there might be <laughs> yeah you know like he does this weird tongue thing it's really weird and yeah, gross i was sorry that mask was half mask half real yeah it definitely it was looked weird. real i was so confused because at first you could mm. see the eyes definitely underneath a mask yeah but then like the, the way bottom, the mouth articulated however there was a bit uh after he got knocked to the ground like where he messed with the bottom of the mask I, it was only like a like a few frames oh, i didn't see it which I, I he looked like he bent it in some way mm. of course we don't get to see really what ha- what that is because no. shortly after they run back into the car with the money that they never gave them and the thumb drive so mm-hmm. it was a complete heist yep and they get shot at and i think jesse got grazed by a bullet when i think he was so. in the car somebody, so, somebody he went like ow or some something like that mm-hmm. before they got in the car well the i think it was a girl that was with the other guy so, not sure it was like a baby face it was mask a baby face thing. mask but i thought i, I heard a higher pitched voice so I, I, I thought it was a girl maybe um 
she sh- he or she shot at the car, mm-hmm. broke the one window, yeah. uh, put a dink in the front bumper as mm-hmm. they were about to drive away yeah. until Judy, who was driving, accidentally, accidentally runs over the guy on the ground, the devil mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> Jesse and Judy switch seats while the girl goes out to the guy, the other, the other devil two comes out to help out their devil brethren. Uh-huh. And they're switching seats, and <laughs> Jesse just takes it and just backs up and runs over the other. While well, they run for a little bit, deliberately runs, chases, deliberately down. chases her down, driving backwards the whole mm-hmm. time, knocks her down, and then just runs over her a few times. <laughs> yep, yep, just to make so sure. So they're dead, and then they speed away, and then they speed away, and we. Uh, that's it. Yep, and, and, and then, that's and then the they, the they head on home. So that was a uh, juicy scene. That was a, that definitely a real juicy scene moves things up a lot that's actually that wasn't the last scene there was a because they go like they cut out. they cut back to uh don't they cut back to eli watching the video at that point oh is, i mean is he what is he just like watching the video of him and his wife smiling or something is no it, just, like, it was just it was, that was not when he was watching the video with him and his wife just the, I, pro- I think so they just i just mean, it at the very end nothing nothing anyways nothing substantial really happened right, following that right. that was the end of the episode effectively yeah yeah but yeah that was uh that was a Hey, I thought it was a great ending. It's a great ending. It was a great ending. Yeah, because they escalated real quick with that. They really, really did. So now we'll get into the part of the podcast where we talk about our likes and dislikes. So I will open the floor to you. What do you got? What what struck yeah, let's, you? Uh, let's start with, I mean, we did talk about how we liked scenes and all that. I'm going to start with a few negatives. Sure. Um, so I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of the blatant naming of the children. Like, mm. it's so in your face because yeah. their doors have their names on them. Yep. And, like, they speak to them by name every time they talk to them. Mm-hmm. And it's such a clear, like, oh, Abraham. Oh, Pontius. Yeah. Oh, Gideon. Like, it's just, I know that they don't speak to Gideon. Gideon is gone. Gideon's gone. Um, but, like, it's just like, oh, Pontius is the one rebelling that doesn't like the religious stuff. Yeah. Kinda like, you know, not kind. I mean, it's a little different with Pontius Pilate judging Jesus and all that. Jesus. Jesus. Um, but then Abraham seems like the good child. Granted, he's like a little kid, so he didn't really do anything. He didn't do Jack. But I, I get the feeling that they're going to be just a little too obvious yeah. of like just stereotypes to their name. Like so tongue-in-cheek. Like the, yeah, it's going to be so straightforward. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't ever be surprised by any turns that those guys go down. That's fair. Because I know the story now. True. So like... Those I did not like that, and I also at the but at the same time I didn't like that because they that was a very in your face like religious connection. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that they really didn't like delve into any other stuff religiously. Yeah, I, I thought was they could have. There could have been so much. I mean, they might be saving it, uh-huh. but they could have had so many other like good jokes that they could have stemmed from religion yeah. in no sense. Like it was more so a business televangelical thing, not a religious thing. True. Like there was, which obviously is the gist of the show but i feel like mm. like if you like almost like staged certain things from like stories from the bible that would be kind of funny like yeah like that, that's fair so I, I wish they could have had a little bit more in that aspect and uh-huh. they went i think they went too far on the one side and not far enough on the other kind mm. of thing so i think they have to learn the balance of religion yeah yeah um but yeah that was that was that was a dislike um i also disliked the opening i really disliked the opening yeah. I was really upset with that soft open. It was, yeah, it's it did just seem out of place because it didn't really pay off at all. Yeah, well, it was also, like, if I saw the trailer for this and, like, that was effectively the whole scene was in the trailer, which is oh, kind really? of, yeah, like, not the whole scene, but, like, 
the whole like dunking them wrong when they're baptized thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so like, um, and the brothers fighting, but I just feel like. A, I saw in the trailer, so obviously, like, when you see that as the first scene, you're like, great, it was in the trailer. Uh-huh. I do enjoy how the trailer itself showed mostly stuff from the first episode, though, not to give away anything. True. Um, but I still think that that scene was just kind of too cheesy. Like, it was yeah. like, oh, the brothers are fighting. Oh, there's a tidal wave. Oh, there's this Chinese pop music playing, which sounded <laughs> like K-pop, but yeah. they were in China. So hey. maybe that was a little out of touch. But, yeah, maybe, maybe. But, like, the whole thing was just like, okay, this is just a little ridiculous yeah before you really got to the i feel like they could have just started without that and like had that play somewhere in the middle like when they talked about their journey to like if you if you would have not known that Mm -hmm. they went to china until that sunday when they talked about their journey to china yeah and they showed this slideshow where it looked real nice because of course they didn't want to mention the bad stuff that happened Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you have flashbacks then to what actually happened i think it's funnier then yeah i think it works better then that would have been good like because they they really only sit and that scene, I thought that scene was going to go a little bit longer or that they were going to be in China a little bit longer, but it's really like a two or three minute, yeah, you know, soft opening, like you said, and then they're landing their private jets, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, yeah. back at the compound, and then they only talk about it one other time. I mean, I guess it's sort of important because they, I, what did, Eli said that his wife was all about, like converting easterners yeah she, her big shtick was like a missionary to china kind yeah. of thing which I, I, I they might delve into later yeah but we don't even don't, know yeah. because they didn't really spend that much time yeah. on it so I, yeah i agree that that's definitely like they could have positioned that better in the show to give it a better effect for yeah. sure um because if i'm watching the sermon and they're saying oh we had a great trip we saved five thousand people and I have to remember half an hour back yeah. to the, the scene that wasn't even that good in the first place. Fair. Very, yeah. very good point. Especially if you then add in before they go to that scene that the mom always wanted to go there and like they made it kind of a... And then you're watching the sermon like it's kind of like, oh, she's dead now. They kind of went there for her. <laughs> and then you see them fighting and then you yeah. see the cat fall over in her when they bring the cat back and it falls oh, in her, yeah, like, yeah. her like memorial pond. Uh-huh, like, uh-huh, I feel like those would cat. have so much more punch if it was told the opposite direction. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Because also I think if you just start off with the first sh- shots of the show are the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit showing up, that's totally. a really cool cool thing to look totally. at. That's a great image to start a show, I think. It'd be great. Which even, once again was also the trailer, but I still think that's like, okay, you know what this, that is what it's about. Like that's, yes. it's these guys. That's, exactly. That's the whole story. Exactly, exactly. So, um, but what what do you think about BJ? I wasn't a huge fan of BJ. I don't think he really added. Yeah, I mean anything. He, I guess he. I guess he added depth to Judy, but like I think so. If I were to guess, like mm-hmm. if I were to project this, like one season in, yeah, I think by the end of the first season he's out of the picture because I think Judy kind of this is. I feel like the first season's kind of like Judy's rise. Oh, it's a kind of thing. Like that's not. It's not. She's not gonna be the focus, but like she's gonna like ditch him because you really like you're like oh shit like she's got some shit going on mm. she's she's she can do some back dealings i True. feel like in the future hold on to that thought then we'll, okay. we'll share right. that share that on right. the, the theories i'll let you okay, let okay, you okay expand okay. a little bit more on that <laughs> um i he was just like he's a goober and the like the whole his whole thing is that he's secretly living with judy but like eli doesn't really. know <laughs> yeah, but he does and he's like not like 
he's so uptight about it. She always tells him to like hide whenever any like car is driving near their house. And he just like sort of just he drops does, to the floor. He drops to the floor. <laughs> and that's it. Doesn't and hide. Like, hides in plain the, sight. This is when he crawls out into the hallway. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's when and Calvin's Kel- just like, he's right there. No, that's that's my statue of BJ that I bought. She, what did she say? She like I bought it because like the the penis was weird. Or <laughs> the penis was, penis was weird. I got uh, it for free because the penis I got was it for weird. free. That's right. what she said. Uh, yeah, I mean there are some there are some really good characters in the show, but I mean I was I wasn't huge on that. Um, trying to think of some other dislikes. Uh I also I mean I also am gonna agree with you in the fact that I was mostly surprised that there wasn't as much like religious pretense to the show. I was thinking it was going to be making fun of Christianity yeah. a lot more than it did, even though there were certain handfuls of things where I was like, okay, when we were thinking that it was like weirdly wholesome, they're yeah. like, okay, there's, they're practicing kind of Christian values here, even though like they're a multi-billion dollar company and you can tell they have like all this excess and that's like the thing but I would I, I actually was concerned going into it that it was going to be a little over the top, but in the end found myself thinking I would have liked a little bit more of that. Yeah, right. Like I mean I think like I don't think it was trying to I wasn't expecting it to like take digs at Christianity per se. Yeah. I just thought it'd be more comical, like religious goofball y. Mm. But it wasn't. Okay. And I thought that since it is more serious than I expected yeah. in terms of tone, but I, I still think with that seriousness, you can still have those religious quips almost to like True. just kind of throw in there just to add a flavor to it. Fair. Cause like you halfway through, you forget it's about, you forget it's a religious thing. Right. I mean, it's just a business thing. Right. I mean, yeah, you're going to have the sermons on Sunday and stuff like that, mm. which I'm sure you'll have plenty of those scenes in the future, but references and stuff. Yeah. But... Reference. You'll have references, but like you just like, okay, this is just a family drama now at this point. Exactly. A rich family drama. Exactly. So, so yeah, the religious pretense isn't something that is necessary, mm-hmm. but I feel like a little bit of it could, yeah, could just benefit it. Just yeah. just to kind of like remind you, like these are evangelical televangelists, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. evangelical televangelists, so. right, right. <laughs> so, how about how about the things that you liked? Liked? Well, I liked a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, know, yeah, I, I know you already said the negatives. Yeah, you said a bunch. I mean, hear the bad news first, and I get to the good news. Yes. So, sure. like, I liked uh, Judy's character's great. Mm-hmm. I think she's she's got a lot of potential for the show, as, oh, yeah. as I already stated. Um, I think Calvin's character is good. The acting's, as a whole, really good across really the good. board. Yeah. Um, I think the direction uh, is good. I think there could have been a better, some better shots here and there, but I think as yeah. a whole, it, they, they kind of had a general, just in terms of production value, good. But then from that, the story, I think, is going to be really good mm-hmm. in terms of crazy drama oh yeah like things that are just gonna be completely hyperbolic but in a good way um i was worried at first mm-hmm. with like I, I thought the text messages weren't weren't going in the direction that i thought they should have gone in and i and the wife wasn't because i wanted like more like rage almost from the wife but of course she's been so toned down yeah. by the family yep that her character's just of n- like wall yeah yep. this <laughs> like, is jesse's wife right? jesse's wife yeah, yeah yeah whatever her name is um they think they did mention it when they uh were talking with her friends yeah. at the one point but you're right you, she's but a blank wall she's, she's a blank wall she's mostly which is the what the character's supposed to be i get that so exactly. i'm not gonna like be upset about that character exactly. but other than that i think that the relationships are good because yeah they're grown men between kelvin and jesse but they have 
a very brotherly relationship, always yeah. fighting, always yelling at each other. And then I do like the digs that they just constantly take at Judy because like they'll be fighting and then Judy will say something and they'll just they'll just both like kind of in unison. Mm-hmm. Although Jesse's more so the the, the not so nice guy. Kelvin's obviously a little bit closer with Judy, mm-hmm. but they both like kind of like nah, just stop talking. It's kind of like a a D thing from Always Sunny. Oh yeah, that's what I really mm-hmm. like. But like she's better than D. Right. That's that's why I really really like. I just like the family dynamic to it all. Oh yeah, oh, because yeah. they're so dysfunctional, like in front when the, when they're all together, but mm-hmm. they're so capable away from each other. Yeah, which yeah, is no, really cool. That is true. So, that is true. I mean, I also like the the facade that they put up in front in front of everyone. No one, yeah, ever, oh, no yeah. one, no one ever sees a thing going Big on. Big time. And then like behind the scenes, it's just a shit show. Mm-hmm. A lot of suck it taunts and <laughs> yeah, like uh, yeah, yeah. jerk off motions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're just they're just boys oh, behind yeah. the scenes, but then on the outside to everybody else, they're very they're, gentle, gentlemen. They're, de- they're gentlemen, exactly. They're white suit wearing televangelists. Oh yeah, I I really liked there was there was the scene when they when they give the sermon, um, they pass around the they pass around the donation bowls, and they're it's just you know back and forth between them preaching and the the bowl coming around and people dropping envelopes in and then right as the sermon ends they cut and it's juxtaposed with like the back room filled with cash <laughs> like flush with cash we, people rolling in wheelbarrows i there were some there were some really fun like juxtapositions of scenes that i thought played really well into making you realize like this is where the excess comes from they're clearly putting it into their pockets in certain places rather than just you know doing proper christian things with it like sharing it with others they're they got these piles stacks and stacks of bills millions and millions of dollars coming in from like one sunday and then you see how that can totally like blossom into an amusement park that they have on their oh, compound yeah. and three private jets and stuff well, it wasn't like that. all from the sermon right. they had there were a lot of people opening like letters with money in them which is actually how televangelists make that the majority that is, of their money that is true they get that people to true. send them tithes yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i i love I, I really liked seeing that the juxtaposition between the two oh, scenes yeah. there and there were a handful of of other scenes in the in the show like that um and then you know we we've talked a lot about all the likes but there's Eli Eli's character is fascinating in just he he see he's like he seems so powerful in his in his own right. The the scene where he's talking to the four priests in the religious center, he's like making this demand to them that he's going to to wipe them out and he like notably walks a few steps up onto the stage and he just has this presence over them he stands above them and it's like very much a i have the high ground you are you know shrimp you're nothing to me i'm going to take all your people from you and then you're gonna lose your job and i'm gonna get richer because that's me almost in like but like he he's not over the top i guess in like being so outwardly evil like it's not like yeah. a house of cards situation exactly. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think John Goodman's perfect. For he's it. great. He's great because like he exudes that. Mm-hmm. Like he's just he's 
a large man, yes. A, but it's also his voice, the way he talks, because mm-hmm. he sounds like he's smart. He knows he's smart, and he's charismatic. All those three exactly. together, and then when you give him all this power, like, I feel like, not to jump into the theories again, too, yeah. but I feel like he, he, he's got a, you don't see the power trip, because he seems, even for, like, this family, he seems like the most wholehearted out of all of them. Yeah. Like, he really, really seems like the good guy, even though he's acting in other ways. Like, he's mm-hmm. not trying to really hurt anyone. That's True. not his goal. His goal is power. And he's trying. And, and so when when someone, uh-huh. I, I think that it's when that power gets questioned, just the way he exudes, like he is acting, he will be such a loud voice that will just push the show forward in a oh, sense. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I think that's a great place to segue into our next segment are you are you you ready to go into it sure so now is the next portion of the podcast where we're going to talk about our theories things that we think are going to happen things that we're really interested in i know you've already talked about a couple um and i want to give you the opportunity to to dig in but what what are what are some of your theories? You said you have like a list of. I do have a list that okay. I didn't write, but I just right. in my head I kept them. Um, so the one that I was most interested in myself because uh-huh. I actually delved into it a little bit is about Judy's relationship with her husband or fiance, um, BJ. Yes, and how he's just like a, a goober, just mm-hmm. like he wants to fit in, he wants to be the man, but he's not very good at being the man. Yeah. And she, but she wants her voice to be heard as well. Cause she's been pushed down all these years being the only girl in this family mm-hmm. other than the mom, obviously. Yeah. But she's so much smarter than everyone. Oh yeah. She's out. Maybe not Eli. We don't know too much about him yet, True. but she seems easily the, the most cunning and all that. Mm-hmm. And I think her fiance is holding her back in that sense. And I think she'll come as just now she's in the shit since she decided to give the money and accidentally run over someone, but then be an accomplice to two murders. Mm-hmm. She's now going to have to commit to it. Yeah. And so I think that she's going to start feeling more aggressive and more, more willing to show her what she's capable of. Cause she sees like, Oh my God, I just like, I'm the reason this all happened. Right. I fixed yeah. this for him. He yeah. was going to be screwed. The family could have come crashing down. And in theory, I saved the family. Uh-huh. So she's going to have that alpha mentality. And so whether or not she gets the respect in front of people, mm-hmm. she knows that she's the reason behind the scenes. So I think mm-hmm. she'll start to, you'll start to see it kind of bleed into her character in front of people. And I think that'll usher BJ out by the end of the season, mm. of the first season, I think. So I think, like, first few episodes will probably be, like, something like, oh, lovey-dovey, we're getting yeah. closer to our marriage, stuff like that. But, like, he's got, a, he's a, obviously a very flawed character, Good a very time. flawed person in general. Yeah. Um, and so I think she's going to just kick the can and, tell him like i gotta move on without you you're holding me back mm-hmm. and i don't think that she's necessarily going to get that podium to stand on that she wants to oh yeah but she's going to definitely have the biggest impact out of all of the characters in my opinion i buy that even though now to theory to segue into my other theory yeah with eli it is that eli will probably have the most quotable things come the end of the show i think uh-huh. i think he'll have some of the biggest moments in the show oh yeah because sure. he's obviously the head and all that but i feel like his sense of power when he says something, people listen. Even though I think Judy's going to be the one pulling all the strings, I think Eli's going to be the one getting the message across to people, both 
in their world and in our world in a sense. I feel like he's the one that's going to be more directly speaking to the audience mm. in a sense because like he's that kind of guy. Not that he's going to break the fourth wall, but right. like he's the one that's – this is where the show's messages are going to come through. Uh-huh. Like he's that kind of guy. Like he's – I feel like there's going to be like a big epi- ending of an episode where he just gives a speech. Like, oh, and that's yeah. what you're gonna like remember from that episode. This would be like, oh, Eli gave the speech in that episode. Uh-huh. So he's that kind of guy, and I think Judy's the opposite of that in a sense. Like she's gonna be the one really doing everything, and you might not have any in particular things that you remember specifically from her, but you're gonna realize she's the one doing everything. For she's sure. the one For sure. keeping everything together. But Eli's gonna be the one voice being heard when it, when shit eventually hits the fan and like people find out about whatever's going on. It will. Eli's going to be the one to respond to it all. He's going to want to give the family response. Mm-hmm. But she's the one that's going to be like kind of controlling where all that goes. Yeah. So that's why those are my two for sure bigger theories. I, to to expand on that, do you, do you think she's going to cover it up? Like oh yeah, like I think she's going to cover. I don't think she's going to give her all to cover it up because if okay. if like say like it comes out and Jesse's the DNA is somewhere or something. Like, say it was, like, a crime scene. It, it, I don't think there will be, like, something like that. Uh-huh. Let's say it's CSI-like. Yeah, it's and like they're a- like, oh, Jesse did it. I don't think she's going to be like, mm, no. Like, she's not going to save him. But right. I think she's going to be... She's going to do what she can that even if this does come out, that the gemstones are fine. Like, mm-hmm. I think she's the savior of the gemstones. Uh-huh. I think they remain the way they are because of all the little things she does. Right. Which, this is like only one thing that we saw, which was, uh-huh. I think, has her stamp all over it. I think yeah. she's the reason that everything's where it's at now, which is kind of a good thing. Because I feel like even if they took the money, they were going to obviously leak the video. They mentioned that there was probably copies. We're just going to make bleed you dry. Of course. Because Jesse's not very smart. No. <laughs> and he would have just, just kept doing that. So, not that she said to kill them. They, she kind of like led it on to the killing. In a right, sense, right. like she accidentally ran the guy over, but she also was the one that forced this confrontation. So, because uh-huh. she obviously didn't want the info to get out. Yeah. Because Calvin didn't really care. Right. That's why he right. went to Judy. Because he's also like the youngest child, doesn't really mm-hmm. know where he's at. He's also likely gay. So, he's probably mm-hmm. really stuck in his own head yeah. with the family. And he's probably the most religious of them all, too. Uh huh. Because right, he's, he's right. so proud of his ministry and all that and how, he, how he's. Mm-hmm. gets through to people and then he gets gets insulted a lot by jesse. by jesse yeah yeah so i think he's he's more so concerned about the quality of their work mm-hmm. than the actual existence of their work i mm-hmm. think jesse's jesse's all about the luxuries eli's all about the power and judy's all about the uh the, the function yes she wants to make sure it works totally totally oh and 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 that's why it's it's great how she's such a great character and then you know a handful of times throughout the show she has to like remind her brothers that yeah i'm i'm also a gemstone like a reminder just because i'm a woman doesn't mean that i'm not one of you and she you know she's constantly reminding them even though she's constantly not getting the credit and if she is this like behind the scenes master of it all then she's not going to get the credit because she's going to be behind it all she's not going to be looking for it or well she will be looking for it but i don't think she's going to get it either way even though she will deserve all oh, of yeah. it if they are able to to stay together she's kind of like the Tyrion. yeah to tie totally. to make a game of Thrones totally. hbo reference uh there you go there you go, there you go. You got the <laughs> hbo cinematic universe uh i i was i was sitting on what do you think about the possibility of like some sort of assassination attempt for some reason, for, I, on Eli, I was thinking like a hit on Eli, 
could be like a thing, but not. Did for... you see? I, I did watch at the end of the episode, like the like the scenes from the next episode kind of thing. I didn't see that. Okay, um, there was like it wasn't really a scene from the next episode. It was just like this is what you should ex-. like. It says from the, from, like the, from the season. Mm-hmm. This is what's going to happen, and it does look like well, obviously Johnny seasons looks like he's going to get revenge in some way. So yeah. I think that could lead to some sort of assassination mm-hmm. attempt. But if there is one, it's not going to be successful. Of course, like, not. it's it's going to whoever is trying to do it is going to actually get killed probably. Like whoever, it, which I assume mm-hmm. would be like Johnny Seasons. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think he makes it through the season. He's going to no. die. Oh, you think he's going to die? I think he'll die. I Ooh. really do. I think because I, I think generally in your first season of a show, you need to have a antagonist. I mean, true. Johnny Seasons seems like a truly good guy, right? right. <laughs> But, but he's the antagonist. In right, this he's a, a, opposing, an opposing yeah, force. So exactly. I think he's going to cause damage. Like he's going to have, mm. like they're going to have irreparable things from what he's going to his his quest to save his ministry. Yeah, yeah. and to bring down the gemstones. Mm. But in bringing down the gemstones, I think he loses his life. Whether it be reactionary from someone, right, like, like a, sim- similar situation to like what his was. Like if he just like came up on Eli and Eli shot him with a shotgun, which I don't think is the case. <laughs> no. But like. I could see something. I could see um, who's the money guy. What's his name? Do you remember his name? Martin. I could see him, Martin, killing him. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Martin's a kind of like sneaky character uh, that's going to yeah. come in and do like Eli's dirty work. Oh, because he know he knows where he knows, he knows where lot. all the money is. He knows where the money is. He's so. not fooled by anything. Yeah, no. Jesse tries to get money. Well, Grant Jesse's him. not the most. Jesse's an idiot. Yeah, so. but he's like he laughs in his face. Like yeah. you can tell, and he's kind of a mysterious. Character. Very we mysterious. You don't know a ton he about could, him. He could also try, try to like. He could be an antagonist in his own right. He could be True. trying to get. His, although he seems like he's close with Eli. It seems like yeah. they're good buds. Yeah. So I feel like if Eli needs something done, he's the kind of guy that'll. Because he also, if you saw, uh, it was great. Actually, one of the best shots I mm-hmm. think of the first episode was when they were doing that offering when they went handed out the plate for everyone to put their yeah. offerings in. It's uh, they're getting to the end of their sermon and they're about to bring out the Christian rock group mm-hmm. and. You can see John Goodman look at um, Martin, Martin, who has everyone in a line. Yeah, and he's standing there, boom, tallest in the center, and like everyone's all like orderly, and uh-huh. he goes, like, he snaps his fingers, whatever he did, he might have yeah, snapped yeah, his yeah. fingers or whatever, and they just psh, go and Went disperse. Out. So he seems like he's like, oh yeah, the mercenary, true, like, like <laughs> definitely the right hand man in, yeah, yeah. in every respect. So but... if I had to take a guess, Johnny Seasons ends this season killed by Martin. Okay, that's my guess. Okay, book book it, book, book it. it. There there will be a murder. <laughs> well, and I, I mean there are already obviously two. there probably will be more murders. Obviously, True. but that's that's how this stuff spirals out. I'm trying to think if I got anything else, anything else that that was like tickling my fancy. I I'm I'm just really like I can't say enough that I think this was a pretty golden way to do a pilot because they could have totally dragged on the fact that. Like how to get Kelvin and Judy in the shit with Jesse? Like that could have dra- drug on for a couple episodes, but now nope, like they went right, right at the end of episode one, all three of the siblings are locked in it, whether they want to be or not. Yep. And and like even like they they didn't make you like they made you think that they weren't going to the whole time, which is typical of, a, of like misdirection thing, of course. But like Kelvin had no interest at all nope until judy said no you have interest yeah kind of thing it was like that was the judy power move yeah like because like she was just aggravated the whole time and she used that aggravation and finally funneled it towards this mm-hmm. and so i think that's why like the 
the misdirection worked really well because you always kind of expect a misdirection. You're always like, all ah, right, what's what's mm-hmm. the trick? What's the, what's the gimmick here? Yeah, and what, what's going to happen? And then that that happens, and then you don't expect it to go as south as it did. Mm-hmm. You expect mm-hmm. them to have the fight and kill both of the people. Oh yeah, I no. thought more so like either like one of them would get captured or something, yeah. something like that. Yeah, exactly. I didn't think they would just straight up murder them. <laughs> like, that was not expected. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a good place for them to like now like. They gotta hide the car <laughs> because the yeah. car's destroyed. I'm sure their dad will know about that. Yeah, so I'm sure that'll be something like in the next episode. That's that's what, yeah, I, I wonder how long it's gonna take before Eli like knows everything. Probably not too long, unless they, unless Judy is really really good. Yeah, well, it could also be like what's I keep forgetting his name. The black guy, Martin. Martin. He uh, unless he's the one that finds out. And, uh, like, yeah. him and Judy, like, talk or something like that. I feel like that's something that could happen. Where let's Martin not keeps, bother Eli. Let's not bother Eli. He's going mm-hmm. through enough as it is kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think Eli's looking... Because, like, every time something, like, starts to come up, like, a fight starts to happen, Eli shuts it down. Like, he doesn't want to hear it. Yeah. He doesn't really care. He's still in mourning because he lost his yep. wife. Yep. So I don't think he's really looking to see what's going on. True. Uh, I'm sure he would care if he found out, oh, obviously. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to, like, delve too far into it. So it's going to take someone telling him or the, or it getting out in the public eye for him to find out. There you go. As smart as he might be, I don't think True. he's looking for it. Right, and if he's not looking for it, then yeah. he doesn't need to find it. Exactly. So Okay. So Judy, queen behind the scenes, Johnny Seasons, killed at the end of, end the, of, the, end of season, season one by... Johnny, Martin. I'm only going to see one season. That's that's our boy. Uh, okay. You, you got? Do you have any more uh, more things before we move on theories? to the final segment? No, I don't think I got any more th- any more theories. Sounds good. Yeah. Then let's uh, let's move on through. Sure. Okay. So for our final segment of the podcast, we will declare whether or not we believe this HBO show, The Righteous Gemstones, is clear for takeoff or crash landing. I've explained to Anthony ahead of time what the meaning of the two are. And will allow him to make his decision right now. All right. So I am a big fan of the of the show. I of think it's, I think it's going to be good. Um, Danny McBride, he's not typically my type of humor. I do like some of the things he's done mm-hmm. in the past. Uh, he was fantastic in Tropic Thunder. There you go. As is everyone in that movie. That's my shameless plug to Tropic Thunder. Go there watch you. it if you haven't seen it. It's eleven years old. There you go. Um, hey. <laughs> um, but I think the show is going to be good if it gets gets the the time to grow and let mm-hmm. the let the kind of the, the drama and the comedy build because the inside jokes will build and build and build yes kind of like it did in like eastbound and down which was another Danny mcbride's McBride. big show like that was his that was his like first like major tv show, show? TV show. Yeah. yeah so um i think if it was me i would definitely say clear for takeoff okay however i'm going to say this is a crash line. nice this is what i love because tell me why so this is more so this is going to delve a little bit away from the show more so than it is going to be in the show mm-hmm. um but the with the nature of hbo and the way that they mm-hmm. handle shows so mm-hmm. hbo always has one big show yeah which this obviously isn't going to be the, the one big show generally because you know uh, sopranos game of thrones westworld like yep. those are their big shows yeah so those are obviously gonna get all the all the attention they're gonna get the past they're gonna be clear for takeoff as long as hbo wants them clear for of takeoff. course exactly so that's the one that's gonna get all the attention so this isn't like hbo's child like this right. isn't really like they're not in the spotlight one. not in the spotlight so but hbo does like to have variety across the board of course drama comedy 
dramedy, dramedy stuff like that. Horror? No, they don't. They don't Not really horror. No. Um, but there is a little show called Barry that has won many Emmys mm-hmm. and has a much more noted comedian, and I think with Bill Hader behind the scenes rather Love. than Danny McBride. Oh my guy! And the way Danny McBride goes with his shows is it does eventually get down to absurdity which is a fear of mine with this show i'm a little worried that that might happen i Mm -hmm. don't think it will i think the way they've set it up they've allowed it to get you have absurd jokes and absurd references and stuff like that but the show's core is strong enough that it can last i just don't think hbo is going to give it the time nice i think hbo is going to not after like one season or anything like that uh but i think three seasons is the most you'll get out of the show honestly Mm. Because mm-hmm. I think, also, with Barry being as successful as it is, I've seen it. I love Barry. Yeah. Um, but because of that, I think, just the way HBO goes, they don't normally have a ton of shows at once. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's possible, I guess, like, I've heard other shows get picked up by other networks and stuff like that. But I just don't think that this one's going to have the legs. I really yeah. don't. And I, I'm upset by it. I like it. I wish it did, but I don't think so. Mm-hmm. So, Crash Landing. Very good. Okay. So... Anthony's explanation sort of went through the similar state of mind that I'm in. I am going to decide to agree with Anthony. I believe that it is crash landing, and I will do it on the pretenses of what Sean always preaches. Uh, and, we, and Anthony and I talked about this a little ahead of the, the, the show, but HBO, HBO, if they have their baby, and as we've as Anthony just stated, this is not their baby. They will advertise. And The Righteous Gemstones, I may have seen one or two advertisements for. I don't know how many shows like HBO's working with right now. It, Barry is like... Barry's still running? Oh yeah, it's only two seasons in. Okay, but that's... But it's one Emmys. That's it's what they want gonna to, keep going. to yeah. do. And like... I, yeah, I maybe saw one or two advertisements ahead of time uh, and completely forgot about the show um, until Anthony brought it up as a request to, to watch with me today. And I, I just, like, you said it yourself that the core of the show is there, but yes, Danny McBride as a comedian can definitely, like, grind down on you to a point where he's not funny anymore. And once you lose that, if he's going to be such a important character to the plot, obviously he's going to be important. He's one of the four main characters. But, like, I don't even know if, like, I don't think Adam Devine has the chops quite yet to, like, excel and carry the show. And granted, you ha- we haven't even mentioned John Goodman as, like, the father of the whole thing. But I really could see him, you know taking more of a backseat to the other three because they're the ones that are in the deep shit and he's just the one that's on top of them all and if he can't you know have his hand on the whole plot line i i I don't know if it will be dynamic enough that week to week hbo will be seeing an increase of viewership i think you know the plot could maybe get tired or at least like the way that they are putting it into this context with the whole televangelist thing, people might get bored of that. It's not like a particularly hot button topic that people are talking about all the time. And uh, it's not like fantasy where all your fantasy junkies are coming to it every week. Uh, So 
by all those reasons, as as you know, roundabout in a roundabout way, I don't think that it'll it'll make it where it wants to go, which is why I think it's crash landing. I I don't even know if I want it to succeed or not. If I want it to be like super big or I wouldn't want it to be super big. Yeah, I would just want it to kind of last and tell its story though. In a sense, yeah. like I kind of want to see. I want to see the the downfall because that's really what's if there was an ending planned. I think it would have to be the downfall and the aftermath of, course. of the gemstones. Yeah. There's a story to tell here. That's for sure. And it's something that's not talked about often either. Like you don't like it's it's that unique. That's why I like it too. Like it's yeah. not just like another family dramedy that like right. is on that's well produced and well written. It's just it's something it's about a topic that not that it's never touched on or anything like mm-hmm. that, but it's just a world that most people don't really pay attention to. Even the people involved in don't pay attention to it. Yeah. So it's just kind of like a cool behind-the-scenes look of something that's... It's not like this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of similar in a sense. Like yeah. it's, it's not trying to be a documentary. Of course. But it's a it's a topic that you never... Have you ever seen a comedy about televangelists? Have you ever seen much about televangelists Not before? really. I so mean, that's, I can only think of like John Oliver had like a Weekend Update. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. It wasn't, it wasn't Weekend Update. That no, was, it was Weekend Update. He had a whole, is that what it's called? He had a whole thing on it, yeah. yeah. And or not weekend update. Uh, last week tonight. Last week tonight. Weekend update. Just SNL. SNL. I didn't really. I didn't realize you were saying yeah. that. I, like, tell you, it's just not. It's just not in like the, in the pop the pop culture. No, of course not. Which atmosphere. is part of the reason why I also think it'll crash land for sure. It's just not gonna. There's for not because sure. if there was enough of a fo- following behind it, yeah, it would work. But I don't think there's enough of an audience out there. It's such a niche thing. Yeah. That I don't know if there's gonna be enough of an audience out there to carry it over all the other issues we talked about. HBO, man, they, they'll, like, come out with, like, they really love this, like, first couple episode bangers on their shows to, like, do their best to grip people, but I think they're they're more volatile than some of the other streaming services, even though, like, you see Netflix with, like, an excess of options to watch, but the community of people that, you know, are watching Netflix all the time is different than the community of people that are watching HBO oh, all yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. Like, I, you know, not going to make any judgment calls on either side. No, yeah. But, I mean, I don't hear people talking about HBO shows all the time, whether they're good or bad, necessarily. Now that Game, Especially now that Game of Thrones is over, I don't hear anybody dis- talking about it. Especially the disappointment for most people. Correct. That it was as well. It turns people off from the service as a whole. Yeah. So, and you hear um, people talking about, oh, I'm, I'm going to cancel my membership now because I don't have anything to watch. And that's another reason that yep. could play into it. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I, I know HBO Go is a thing, and that's been a thing for a while. So, like, they're trying to make their own streaming service, as, as everyone is now. Of course. Uh, there's a CBS one. There's the, game. the Disney one now. NBC's coming. NBC's coming. Like, it's, it's, yeah. you're getting stuck in, a, in an oversaturated market. Yep. So, only the best of the best are going to survive, I think. Yeah. So, for the most part, I mean, if I were, if I were to come on the show again, odds are it's going to be another crash landing. Yeah. Just statistically. Hey, you could be HBO guy. HBO maybe, guy? Oh, maybe I'm we'll the HBO only watch guy. HBO shows with you. Yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah. Hey, um, I mean, best of luck to it. No, yeah, absolutely. Sure. I don't I don't wish it any any harm or any yeah. malice. I think it's a good show. I think there's good stuff there. But Yeah. And I think that makes for the most compelling point on the podcast when you like feel it deep down in your heart. If I could have control of it, yeah, I want to see it through, but when you know, like in the back of your mind, it might, it's, it's just gonna get canceled and then it it might rip that heart out no yeah i mean i don't know if i could put my heart into this show though of at course the same time but uh i would say I, I would recommend this to people yeah 
I would yeah. definitely recommend this, especially those that enjoy uh, over-the-top yeah. dramedy. Because I don't yes. want to say just comedy, because if it's over-the-top comedy, you'd expect more absurdist to uh-huh. it. But uh-huh. there's definitely drama elements here. Like True. Big, it's over-the-top dramatic and over-the-top comedic, which sure. I think blend nicely together when done right. right. So, I suggest, but... But can't say that. We're can't say the last. Yeah. So there it is. That's uh, Double Crash Landing. We've come to it. Uh, anything else you want to add about the show before we close out the pod? No, I think I'm actually going to watch the second episode tonight. Yeah, you're going to get it. Just because there's only, there's only two episodes there's only... On, out, I think, on uh, on, the, on, the, yeah. on HBO Go right now. So yeah, I'll just watch the second one. Very new show. So yeah. we'll, we'll, know, we'll know soon enough uh, whether or not. But when, I, when Sean and I come to revisit where the state of our episodes are, or the state of the shows that we watched are, we'll see in a couple weeks or a couple months or maybe a year how this show's doing and maybe it's still around. We'll see. But uh, with that, I will move on to close out the podcast. So that does it for another episode of the Pilot's Guide podcast. A new guest joins the fold. Anthony, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Um, now I, you know, before I say my thank yous to all, all my people, is there anything you need to plug? I'll give you a, a second chance. You got, you got anything out there? Yeah, not, not nothing that I'm really working on. No. You can go listen to Crossed Up, a Phillies podcast by Bob Wankel and Anthony Sanfilippo Sr. Philly pod. Yes. Phillies, yes. Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do some great stuff on there. Uh, they're actually, uh, on ESPN radio 610 in the Philadelphia market. Yeah, five to six on Mondays. They talk Phillies. Uh, you can That's call good. in, but uh, yeah, I'll plug my dad's show. Why not? Might as sure, well. Why not? Same name. Same name. Did you? Uh, you wrote wrote an article for them? Did that? that I did. They did not ever end up publishing it because Bummer. no one likes Michael Franco. But Bummer. we're not going to talk about the Phillies here. Yeah, no, that, not this pod. <laughs> not this pod. I, I think you're 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 interested in in getting into Podverse, right? Yeah, Maybe. you know, I've 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 dabbled into how I would run one and like how how mm-hmm. just how it works, like of course. all the different aspects of the editing and all mm-hmm. the audacity and all that stuff yeah. so yeah. it's fun it's but fun stuff it's fun, fun stuff, stuff. I've, I've recorded test runs in the past but of course nothing 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 in the works nothing yet. in the works all there, right there's well, some ideas but nothing nothing yet we'll see we'll see when when anthony makes it big in the, in the, in the pod <laughs> sphere but uh with that I, i'd like to just you know say my thank yous to angelo and andrew our producers uh my sister emily doing our artwork uh, to Sean out there, if you're listening, I know you're not because you're busy with school, you big boy. You're getting there. You're you can do on. it. You can do it. C's get degrees, man. C's get degrees, buddy. Um, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Pilot's Guide Pod. You can send us an email, pilotsguidepod at gmail.com. Uh, this upcoming month, September, I will be doing a little cross promo with um, a couple other podcasts in a little podcast support group that I'm a part of. So that'll be fun. You'll you'll be hearing a little uh, little promo at the front of the show, um, talking about them, and that'll be cool. Uh, next week, we will be back with Sean. We will be talking Veronica Mars, the Hulu original, uh, and that'll be fun. As always, you can rate and review the podcast on iTunes or any of your podcast platforms are available everywhere. And. Uh, yeah, we're 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 moving on. Episode twenty-two in the books. Another guest in the fold. Anthony, will you help me pilot this plane down to the ground? Oh yeah, absolutely. Where are we landing today? We uh we're gonna land uh 
Just, just uh, in a field next to the amusement park of the gemstones. We're touching down. In, We're touching down in the uh, the the rural south now. Or I, I don't know how far south. It's south. It's south. I just don't know where. We're going south. We're we're taking the plane down. It's, it's pretty, the plane's going south. The com- everything's going south. It's the compound's just... a little little hard to to miss. It's pretty big, uh, folks. We we appreciate you flying with us today uh if you if you would please put your chairs in the upright position and uh your tray tables up uh if you'd like when once we land in the uh field there is no landing strip so it might be a little bumpy there uh you can take a little bag of uh mini peanuts tiny tequilas as sean likes to to hand out to our our guests and uh if you would you can spend a little time on the uh, gemstones compound there's a there's an amusement park they've uh big coasters there's some big coasters uh Kelvin, he's got some video games in his... Oh, yeah, he's got some, he's got some nice video games. He's got some nice video games. Double, Double Dragon. Dragon. <laughs> Double Dragon. <laughs> Might want to play some Double Dragon. But, uh, yeah, we're just going to let you uh, frolic in the field. Don't get lost. I don't know what's going to happen. There's probably nasty security. So you might want to take some shelter. But, sorry, this is your landing spot. Uh, next week, we hope you join us again. We hope you're flying with us. And uh, with that, uh, we have come to a landing... And with that, you may feel free to roam about the cabin as you are one to do. Uh, thank you for another episode of the Pilot's Guide Podcast for listening. Uh, from myself and Anthony, we appreciate it, and we will talk to you later. Thank you so much, and thank you for being with me today. Absolutely. Have a good night, folks. Later. Later.